the wind stayed for at least four hours and a strong wind that you could hear your ear having that pressure already. So you can see the roof of your neighbors flying around, fridge and the ground, everything basically, the, the trees especially. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, an athlete finds peace in the wake of a devastating typhoon. After this. My name is Jennifer Logroño, and I'm currently residing in Chargao Island of the Philippines. I was born in Davao. I teach freediving, and the things I'm passionate about is actually quite a few things. Uh, one of them is teaching, definitely. Um, also very passionate about giving back to nature, especially in the ocean. Since I was 19, I started uh, moving around. First, I went to Manila. It was um, very eye-opening for me because coming from Davao that has no people much I was like oh wow there's so many things here but then after a couple of years working there and I, I said to myself I can't do city living anymore and then I started to check on jobs in Shargao. Um Shargao is a small island down south of the Philippines it's a surfing capital um and so I thought, okay, maybe I belong here. So I started working in one of the resorts here. And that's when I got into surfing. Uh, I work, I surf, I work, I surf. And then COVID hit, uh, the resort closed. Most of the people did not have a work at that moment. But that's when I started to learn more of surfing. It was December 16, 2021. Another thing happened, which is the typhoon. It kind of like destroyed the whole island. No electricity, no food, no water. Unfortunately, there was not a lot of warnings coming from the government. I mean, they didn't say anything. Okay, evacuate here and whatnot. So we chose somewhere uphill and there was around 80 people in that house. We stayed there overnight because it was uphill. We were scared of storm surge. We had some snacks with us, but there was not enough water. The day after, it was like beautiful sunrise, beautiful sunset, like nothing happened. After three days, I went out of the island because I didn't feel very useful. I don't think I could help any of the people I know that are in need, not even for myself. And so I left, I went to Manila. I felt like everyone that got out of here was carrying this weight in their heart um, because we felt guilty, you know, living the island. But I can't go back yet because the house is destroyed. The electricity is not back until almost two months and I had to continue working. I could not like stop my life. And a friend of mine owns a freediving school in Batangas that's three hours from Manila. It's a Really nice spot for swimming, freediving, a lot of corals. I was not that interested. I was, I was thinking, oh, okay, I just go down and go up and that's it. What else? <laughs> that was my thoughts. And so I did and I was like, oh, it's actually really challenging. 
holding your breath with all the movements you need to do and equalization in the ears, it kind of like made me thought, oh, actually, it's not easy. Um, the challenge I had was my breath hold and the equalization, basically the two big factors in free diving for you to go deeper. I started 30 seconds breath hold and could barely reach to three meters. Most of the sports that I get into, what makes me do it is, is the challenging part. It kind of like hits your ego in a way that mm, you can't do it. So your ego is like, can you not do it? You can't do it. <laughs> it's a lot of self-talk. So, And so I started doing a lot of training. I told my friend, hey, I wanted to learn and I wanted to teach under your school. So they agreed like, okay, you work for us, you train, and then you can teach for us. My very first um, deep diving, I hit uh, 28 meters that day. I reached the negative buoyancy already where your body would just be falling without you doing anything. So we call this free falling. And I did not want to stop. So that was the time that I knew that I'm going to do more and I want to do more. I got back to Shargao and it was, you can still feel the devastating part of the typhoon because, uh, I mean, you can tell everyone's trying to rebuild their stuff. I was here for a month fixing our, our place and the things I needed to settle, but I did not want to give up free diving because I see so much potential in it for myself and I like to teach. So I have all these big thoughts that, okay, so I'm going to have a school in Shargao for free diving. And then if I get a fund, I'm going to teach all the locals and then this and so on and so forth. Free diving kind of like changed my perception in life. You learn a lot in free diving, the technicality of it. But the thing is that you can also apply it off water, like being patient, like calming down, like relaxing. If off water, let's say if you have an argument with your boyfriend or whatnot, and kind of like step back, um, relax first, and then speak. Before, I am very impulsive type, and but not much patient. The thing is, that it, it kind of makes me wonder. I don't have a lot of patience to other things, but I have patience to do my training. So it kind of like made me thought that maybe I have that patience inside of me. I told this to myself, okay, that typhoon was a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> a bad thing because it destroyed my island and my home. But then it was a good thing because I found something that I would never have found if it didn't happen. I was directed to that. I was directed to free diving. I found peace in free diving for sure. I did not need to see anything, corals or fish. It's just the, the feeling that the water is accepting you being there, not spitting you out. I'm already too grateful for it. Jennifer Logroño is a freediving instructor and surfer based in Shargao Island, Philippines. One of her hobbies is crocheting beachwear and accessories. To learn more about her, check out her Instagram at jendivefree. The story was produced by Stephanie Aguilar.
We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.